All saints said. Thank you, John. Let's bow in a word of prayer. Father, as we come this morning, I want to thank you for those you have here this morning. Thank you for this week that you and I have had. And as we come down to your word, a lot of times we come and... Uh, is coming to church, hear the preaching, go home. Help us to listen to you. Help us to do some evaluations and make the necessary adjustments. So as we use this time, may you be glorified in all that's said and done. Great is your faithfulness. In Jesus' name we pray. And all the saints said, Amen. Amen. We, um, this morning, I'm going to give you three snapshots as we come to this, our, our theme for this morning, our message for this morning is the defining moment. We'll be going over some something that you're totally familiar with, so it's no, no big secrets. It's, it's the part where the question is never asked, or it's the evaluation part that, that really I want you to uh, also key into. I'm going to take you to some strange verses <laughs> uh, that you probably noticed before, have never noticed before. And I'm going to take some strange verses from the Old Testament and put to a familiar verse in the New Testament, put it all together and help us to do some, do some thinking this morning. So let's go with, let's, let's go with the strange verse. Ecclesiastes 11.3, it says, if the clouds are full of rain, they empty themselves on the earth. And if a tree falls to the south or to the, to the north, in the place where the tree falls, I want you to remember this, there it lies. I, I, that's what I want you to understand. A tree can fall whether it falls to the south or to the north. Wherever it falls, there it lies. Oh, we talked about the clouds. But the thing that really, I just so happened to be, uh, um, uh, I was going past, and this, this pastor was preach, preaching, and he, he just used that word, this, just that verse. And you ever heard you know, something just stick with you? And when he used that verse, it just stuck, I mean, it was just something that stuck with me. Just, I mean, just really, I said, I mean, and, and the more I looked at it, the, and the more I, I saw this, then the, Lord, the more the Lord was able to work with my heart. But, but we, we need to start off with this, and we need to start off with this whole idea of where Ecclesiastes and, and the Psalm of Solomon, I mean, uh, Ecclesiastes and, and Solomon, is all of his wisdom, and so as we go through this, 
uh, defining moment, declare, uh, clarifying the term. Let's first start off here. It's a specific point in time where, where our purpose, values, thoughts, plans, actions, attitudes are all weighed on the scale of God's sovereign will for our life. And there will be no excuses or adjustments, only the Lord's response to our decisions that we have made. It's, it's through that time. Everything that we're doing now, all, all the decisions that you're making right now, there's coming a point in your life, and I suppose that they would use this at a funeral, that there's a point in your life that when it's over, your tree will fall to the south or to the north. Wherever it falls, the finality is what? There it lies. What? It what? No adjustments. When a tree falls, it can't roll back over to no, no, no. Wherever it falls, there it lies. And and I, and I begin to and I begin to really all the things that I'm doing, everything that I'm thinking, you know, while I still have life and productivity and see, it has nothing to do with age, it's opportunity. And in this continuum of time, time is, is limited and what's closing in on me is eternity. On each one of us. Well, let's go on. Clarifying our thoughts for this morning, there are three snapshots of life that I want us to seriously consider. Number one, where the tree falls. Number two, where the criminal fell. That's when we're going to jump into the New Testament. Number, number four, how the criminal robbed himself. Well, let's kind of put these thoughts together, okay? <laughs> it, it, the whole idea is where the tree falls, then we jump to where the criminal fell. Uh, we're, going to go, we're, go, we're going to the cross of Calvary. Okay. And then we're going to do an analogy that kind of wraps things up. Everybody with me so far? Okay. Then let's, let's get started. Well, let's start off with um, the, where the tree falls. Where the tree falls. As we look at this whole thing about where the tree falls, uh, it goes back to what I use here, and we started off with, uh, if the clouds are full of rain, they empty themselves, and, uh, and of course, it's good to see the sun come out after it, it does that, right? And uh, on the earth, and if a tree falls to the south or to the north, in a place where the tree falls, there it lies. And I was thinking about the trees. This, is, this tree is called, uh, uh, those, who, those of you who are arborists, uh, but there's a number of trees, beautiful trees. Uh, this tree is called a princess tree. What type of tree? I mean, there's so many different beautiful trees that God has put. I, just, just looking at the trees, I got hung up for a whole almost 45 minutes. You know, I was supposed to just be doing it for an example. I was so at awe at some, some of the beautiful trees and all. I said, wow, Lord. There was one tree that was beautiful. It was gorgeous. And guess what? It was hanging over a volcano while it was erupting. I said, whoa. You know, 
And the Lord says, get on the past now. Get back to what you're supposed to be doing, you know. I could have preached a whole message on trees, you know. Uh, in, 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 in Trinidad, they have what they call the Pui tree. And, and, and at the Pui tree, when I was there as a short-term missionary, the Pui tree, uh, everything would be dry like it is getting to dry around here. And it would be dry. Until, but finally, but when you look at the Pui tree, the one that I saw was high on, on a hill. And the Pui tree, when you saw it, it had beautiful yellow leaves. And I, and I asked one of the natives there, and I said, um, I said and they said, what is this? That's the Pui tree, man. I said, the Pui tree, yeah, the Pui tree, man. It says, um, he says, you see, what happens is the Pui tree, when everything is totally dry, totally dry, see, this tree begins to blossom. He says, but when, when all of the blossoms fall, then comes the rain. I said, wow. And I was taking pictures and everything else, you know. Uh, too bad I didn't have the type of camera we have nowadays, you know, that you can see it. Beautiful, beautiful. But then there's, there's the other type of tree that when it fulfilled its duty, or whatever the case may be, wherever it falls, there it will lie. And as we look at that, we, we think about something. I'll, I'll, God, our Father, carefully chosen his words and examples to reinforce and the significance of the subject that he's teaching us. Trees or, or trees in the word of God have been used for more than 149 times. Solomon used a tree in his description of life. It's distinction, a tree. Its destruction falls to the south or to the north. Its destiny, there it lies. When a person die in their sins, there it lies. There's no purgatory. That's it. There's no second chance. That's it. See, Donna, how do you know that? Burden of proof. is appointed unto man once to die. After that, Judgment. God says it in the Old Testament, Old Testament, when you fall, if you're not in the Lord, it's appointed the man wants to die, and after that, what? Judgment. There it lies. There it lies. The observation then, no, uh, no more usefulness, no more visibility. No more uh, benefits to the atmosphere or physical life. The tree, trees give off uh, oxygen and physical life, the birds and everything else, and it, depending on what type of tree it is, uh, if it's an apple tree or whatever the case may be, um, each, type, each tree has its own uh, uniqueness. No more growth. No more refuge for the birds. No more shades for the weary soul. It has fallen, and there it lies. You all get an idea right now. <laughs> I want that to just kind of resonate in your souls. This, this is a sense of finality that cannot be ignored. There it lies. You can talk about what it used to be. 
But that's it. Number two. Now let's go to the New Testament. That's got the first snapshot. Let's go to the New Testament. Okay. Now tell us, talk a little story here, okay? New Testament, now we, we go into um, this uh, Luke 23, 39, 40, and, and so forth. Uh, 22, 39, one of the criminals who hang railed at him saying, are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him saying, do you not fear God since you're under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed justly for we are receiving a due reward of our deeds, but this man has done nothing. Luke, and he said, Jesus Remember me when you come into your kingdom. Two robbers got caught. I don't care. I don't know what their lives were like. Doesn't matter whether they had a mama, father, mother, and father. It does not matter anymore. They're on the cross of Calvary. They're rejected by man. They're under the judgment of God. And the only thing that keeps it from a, a full picture is that they haven't died yet. They're hanging there. They're, these individuals are in trouble, serious trouble. Are we in agreement? Luke 24, 43, and he said to him, truly I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. In the Luke narrative, there was a strange twist in the crucifixion of Christ that demands our attention. Three trees were falling to the robbers to the south. And to the eternal judgment and wrath of God. And the other Jesus was falling to the north <laughs> to rise again. And eternal life and all of those who fell to the north, you're going to Jesus. You fall to the south, you're going to burn in hell. But wherever way the tree falls, there it lies. And these guys are on the cross of Calvary. And they're standing, they're hanging on the, both sides of Jesus. And the dialogue up there was ridiculous at one point. And time, while they're doing all that talking, time was running out. Then something happened. Let, let's start. Let's start. One of the criminals in a split second changes his mind, words, and destiny. His, or, or his original position. Let's first look at the original position. We're breaking it down. First, so also the thief, priest, uh, chief priests and the scribes and elders marked him saying, he saved others, we, he cannot save himself. He is the king of Israel. Let him come down now from the cross and we will believe in him. He trusts in God, let God deliver him now. If he deserves, if he uh, desires him, for he said, I am the son of God. Now get this last one. And the robbers who were crucified with him also did what? Reviled him in the same way. In other words, everybody, the other two guys at the same time, 
Both of them was, were reviling him, putting him down the same way. It was negative on the ground, negative on both sides of Jesus. But these two trees on their way to hell. No room for evangelism. They were lost. But something weird happened on an ordinary day. What type of day? <laughs> His perspective. One of the criminals who, who were hanging railed at him saying, are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. He said, no, no. He said, you know, like, like the, you know, hey, let's go down together, you know. Save us so I can go back and keep doing what I want to do. Not because I'm sorry. Just I don't want to die right now. I don't want my tree to fall right now. So if you are, the, the, that word if is, since you are the son of God, then, then get down, well, in getting down, save us too. Do a little something, something, come on down with us, come with us down there too. So he's still railing at Jesus. But the other rebuked him, saying, do you not fear God since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed justly, we, for we are receiving the due reward of our deeds, but this man has done nothing wrong. But this man, this man, after he said that, he said nothing else, nothing else is recorded. Those probably was his last word as his tree fell. No escape. He was not wanted on earth. That's why they put him on the cross. He's not wanted in glory. That's why he's going to hell. He's in trouble. And he's going to hell with an attitude. But the worst thing is, he doesn't know God. He didn't know God. There was no repentance. Come down. And then coming down, save us. Don't be giving any uh, orders or anything. You hanging in here with us. Hey, listen. It's, a, it's, a, it's amazing. Your life is already out of control. If you were in control, you wouldn't be hanging up there. Duh, okay. But the other guy, this other guy, but the other rebuked him saying, do you not fear God? I, I shared this at another time. That's, that's the thing that puzzled me. That, that's the thing. I said, wait, 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 wait a minute. Didn't we just read that both of them railed Jesus? Then how in the world did he flip the script? What changed his mind? Who said what to him? How is it that all of a sudden the light came on in his life? Grace. The grace of God. 
There was two. I guess God could have just saved both of them, but he didn't. Why? I don't know. All I know is one thing. Jesus loved me. This I know. Well, the Bible tells me so. And the light was turned on, and all of a sudden, God turned on the lights in his eyes, and he said, you know what? I'm a sinner. I'm going to the lake of fire. And this is the Messiah. And there's no way out other than for you to ask him to help you. So while, he's, while the light is on, he hear this guy saying to Jesus, come down and save yourself. He, said, he becomes now a lawyer for Jesus. Notice what it says. He rebuked him. Meanwhile, Jesus didn't say a word. All of this activity, Jesus didn't say a word. Oh, the trees are falling. Jesus to the north and two to the south. But wait a minute. One of them is not falling that way. Wait, wait a minute. It's going, it's going back the other way. It's going back the other way. And it's because of God's grace. The only reason we're not falling this way it's not because you're smart, not because you're educated. It's not because of who you know. It's because no man comes unto me except the Father does what? Draws him. And here he is, his last, last moments on the cross, and all of a sudden God says, I want you. And he clicks on the light and he sees, I'm in serious trouble. And this man is crazy putting down the person who can help us. Man, shut up. Shut up. And he becomes desperate, his plea. And he said, Jesus, remember, let us personal pronoun. Remember who? Me. When you come into your kingdom. He says, you know what? I know you got a kingdom. So where are you going, I want to go. He didn't ask for just, just, just forgive me of my sins. He says, remember me. And when you enter into your kingdom. I know it's a time that you're going there, and I want to be there with you when you go. Remember me. It's, here is a tree now that's not falling this way. It's getting ready to fall this way. Now it goes back to God. Any man who comes unto me, I will know wise what? Cast out. To the utmost what? Jesus said. Remember me. His pardon. And he said to him, truly, <laughs> I mean, you can bank on this. You can hang it up here. I'm hanging all that I am. Whenever the Lord says truly, that's his stamp. I put my reputation. My, I'm God. If, whenever God says truly, that means I'm not going to go back on it. Remember, not one jot nor tittle. Truly. I say to you, 
today, not, not tomorrow, today you will be with me in paradise. Boom, that tree fell another way. Boom, his, his whole future changed. Not because he was good, not because he was righteous, not for anything that he has done, but by grace he was saved. You see the connectivity between the Old Testament about the tree fallings? You see how the tree, the whole idea now that wherever a tree falls, that's where it lies? Then bear with me for just a few more minutes as we come to the last part. I you know every now and then I do some, so this is, this is Donald Rackett, okay? So this is Donald Rackett. So I go back and I go, uh, I go back and examine because I consider the cold case. Why? He said, well, this case closed. Boy, he's on his way to glory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But wait a minute, wait a minute. Back up. Let's look at something just for a moment, okay? Uh, first observation. A sinner and Savior connected at the cross of Calvary and God's grace made an eternal difference in the life of one, one of them should be. He was, it was, he was the tree that fell north, paradise. There he lie. Oh boy, sorry, I pushed the wrong button. Okay, number three. How did the criminal rob himself? Did you know that the criminal, when he died, fooled around and robbed himself? And I said, and that's the thing that lingered with me. I said, well, how did he rob himself? Let me go over just a few as we close this morning. There are several things that the thief or criminal stole from himself. Well, let's read it together. What is it? The opportunity of living a consistent, righteous life. He, oh, oh, yes, he went to paradise. But your testimony is, I was saved at the cross, not because I lived a righteous life, not because of that. I was saved by grace. I am so glad he saved me. I, I, I almost missed out, but I never had the opportunity to really live a righteous life. By the way, you do. Don't rob yourself. Number two, the privilege of really getting to know God. I don't think that if he knew God, he would have been hung, hanging up there in the first place. He missed the opportunity to really get to know God. And see, in really getting to know God does not mean you always have good times and, and the hallelujah streets. It's when you go through the storms and you feel his hand upon you and he's taking you through the storms and times when you are confused and he keeps you anyway. It's getting to know God. Do you know him? When it seems like you don't have any answers and you're frustrated, but all of a sudden the Holy Spirit says, well, why don't you just talk to daddy? Next, let's read it. The experience of being led by God to sure destiny with no regrets. 
he died with a hallelujah, but with a bag of regrets. All the things that he could have done, all the things he could have done, and he didn't. Um, I'm not putting down the magnificence of that moment. I'm trusting when the tree falls. When the tree falls, the opportunity of living a consistent, righteous life, that I have. Make sure that's on your bucket list. The privilege of really getting to know God, make sure that's on your bucket list. Not traveling all over the world and still not knowing the Lord. Experiencing of being led by God to a sure destiny with no regrets. Let's read the other one. The privilege of prayer and the seed that can be drawn from the The experience, when I say prayer, I'm not talking about prayer at night or prayer over the meals. I mean everyday prayer where you, every time that you're going through something or every, just walking and talking with God. And some of the things that I go through, I, I just make fun of myself. I just... Uh, I, I'm almost, I feel like down racket. I feel like a Roger Dangerfield, you know. Uh, it's just, just a thing. Every time I turn around, there's something that happens. And I just have to, I have to laugh at myself. You know. And I say, no respect, you know. No, no respect, no respect, you know. Um, and um, and some, some of the, some, diff some difficult things. And yet and still, through those difficult things, sometimes that I don't understand. And... What I'm telling you, I have to, I have to practice. That, that's the word we used last, last. I began to talk to God about it. And there's a song that says, take your burdens to the Lord and do what? Leave them there. The privilege of prayer and, and intimacy that can be drawn from this experience. He, he didn't have all that. Time was too short. He was snatched out of a storm of judgment from the earth. They were saying, we don't want you. And from heaven saying, if you're, you're going to die and be tossed into the lake of fire. He was snatched from judgment and all of these things never happened. He never experienced these. He'll be quiet around you if you talked about these. But he'll say, I tell you one thing, I'm quiet in glory. <laughs> I'd rather be quiet in glory than screaming in hell. Amen. <laughs> I just matter of perspective. I just didn't lose off that. Okay. Here's the last one. The opportunity of experiencing the joy of being a blessing instead of a burden in the lives of those he robbed and abused. I could have been a joy to all those folks that I robbed. But you see, they were hard to get for what they had to get, and then I just took it from them. I didn't care how they feel. I just, I just felt what's yours is mine. I took it. I didn't worry about them, how their feelings, anything else, until finally I got caught. I was judged and put on the cross. The world didn't want me, and God was judging me. 
And, and the problem is the opportunity to experience the joy of being a blessing instead of a burden in the life of those he have robbed and abused. Do you know what it means to be a blessing to individuals? Just God lays something on your heart and tells you, do this. And when he tells you to do it, the first thing that he's called you from is selfishness. Amen? And when you decide to do it, it's a, it's a sign of first hearing God. My sheep hear my voice and they follow me. The next thing, not only hearing, it also is a step toward maturing. And the more you do it, the more mature you become. One thing that was good about Abraham, it says, Abraham obeyed God. All the way down to Abraham obeyed God. Get up and leave your land, he left. Every time, and then finally Abraham, take your son, he took his son. Abraham became a friend of God because he heard and he did what he was told. Well, this robber, he saw and he took what he wanted. He got caught. So he won't have a, he didn't have a testimony. Again, this, this Don Rackett's observation. You can shoot it down, that's okay. But I wonder, what, what things right now we are not really putting emphasis on while the tree is still standing. One last thing then. One day our tree will fall. And the difference is that our salvation is already secured. So we don't have to worry about that. But how we are working or living out our salvation will determine our reward for being obedient and faithful. What does that look like? I can't judge it. It's only between you and God. It's in those yes and no moments. But God planted you. Remember, it says, it says in his law does he meditate and he shall be like a what? Tree. There, that tree thing again. Planted by the rivers of water, bringing forth with what is fruits in the season. It wasn't for the tree to eat the fruit. Tree, trees don't eat its own fruit. The purpose of the trees provide for others. And so as we close this morning, all that you see around us, all the individuals that walk past this building, all of the rhetoric and thing you hear on the news and everything else, they're all trees. Sooner or later, they will fall to the south or to the north. But wherever it falls, there it lies. My prayer is that you make up your mind. Lord, I want to live in such a way that you are pleased with me when I come into your presence. 
I, I trust that that be your thought. You've been so patient. And I trust that God said something to your heart in these moments. Because this might be your divining moment. Let's bow in prayer. Father God, thank you for our time. Thank you for the saints who are um, so gracious in their listening. I pray, Lord, that they will consider what has been said and understand that you want to be operating in their lives, that it will be vibrant trees, productive trees, deep and rooted down into you, that the lives that we touch bring glory and honor to yourselves. In John 15, uh, John 15, it talks about bearing much fruit. But that happens only if we abide in you. So help us to go by the abiding principle. Help us, Lord, to stay in your will and your way. Great is your faithfulness. For in Jesus' name we pray. And all the saints said, Amen. This is my